are teaching today on vision and the subtopic, our theme for the year is thy kingdom come. Can you say thy kingdom come? Can you say it again? Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Praise the Lord. And our subtopic today is Jesus, our compelling vision. Jesus, our compelling vision. Every time you will hear people talk about vision, and the vision is about them. Any vision that is about you is a wrong vision. Tell your neighbor, any vision that is about you is a wrong vision. Jesus is a compelling vision. Is the only vision that God has for mankind. If God, in his own wisdom, in his own understanding, in his own power, so it fits, that he will come here on earth, that he will give man, Jesus, his own son, manifest in our midst, that we may be restored back and become one with him. There is no other vision that God has except Jesus. Jesus is the only plan that God has for mankind. And every man who focuses themselves on Jesus Christ, they are bound to succeed. When God was speaking, he says, I have a good plan for you, not to harm you, but to prosper you. Amen. Amen. Can you tell your neighbor, Jesus is the only vision. Yes. I know most of the time, we look at ourselves and we think, I have my plan. I have my vision. That's why after so many years, people fail. They crash. Their plan comes to nothing. Because God was never part of their plan. The book of Matthew 6 33 says it very clear it says to us seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things whatever you want if your plan your vision everything that you do becomes jesus you are bound to succeed all the people it doesn't matter you can call them billionaires and whatever they will be shocked that after they pursued all the world glory they will discover they were pursuing foolishness stupidity uh, emptiness things that have no eternal value that have kept them busy and make them to lose focus on the real vision if god in his own wisdom sent jesus then jesus must be uh, for us to be like jesus to walk with jesus to experience jesus must be very critical hallelujah so what is vision we say jesus is a compelling vision so jesus is the center of everything that we are supposed to do should be the motivation for our waking up jesus should be everything that you need in this life may the lord have mercy upon us i said may the lord have mercy upon us may you receive his grace this morning vision is the art of seeing the invisible the ability to be able to see jesus god in his own wisdom so as in eternity past as lost and in 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 that seeing he saw the need that he sent us jesus christ that through him we may have life and have it more abundantly hallelujah so vision is very important jesus if jesus is our vision then god will satisfy all of our needs jesus is the main vision of god and of the world there is no other plan 
that God has given except Jesus. When you talk about vision, many times when we talk and teach on vision, we look at the individual, how selfish you can become uh, to amass as much wealth as we can. And possibly there is a space for it. We've gone to school, we are well educated. But if all of our plan is just ourselves, then we have missed the great vision, the, ve the very power of God. Vision continues to give as it grows. So as we come to Jesus, as we walk with him, we start to grow and understand the bigger things and the bigger callings and purposes of God upon our life. The vision that God has for us will consistently and continually expand. The little that you find yourself in today will always grow. I've given a testimony last week that when the Lord said to us, come to the city and start the work, the Lord told us, you have no influence in this city. Your, your influence is almost zero. But the Lord says, as you continue to labor and make Jesus known, this will grow and you'll be able to influence and reach many people. So the discipleship that God has given to us, every man must come to that understanding that the greatest vision that God has given and the only vision that God has is Jesus, no other thing but Jesus. Hallelujah. And if Jesus has become so central to the theme of life here on earth and of life after the earth, then it simply means uh, in everything that we do, all of our plans, all of our activities, everything that we want to do, shall all of it come up and be summarized in our desire to see the fulfillment. In other words, in everything that we do, should bring God in it. If you are buying a car, the question will be, why are you buying it? I know some of us in the early days, we bought the car for ourselves because it fits our, our person. And that is why we've fallen in so many traps. Vision becomes a map and a guide in life to avoid failure. Jesus has become to us a guide, a map, a road map, a guide, and he has enabled us to avoid failure. Most people fail because they never take the ways of the Lord seriously and they never anchor themselves in the truth of the scriptures. They always look for alternative much of what drives them is their evil passions and desires. They are, all of us are wild if we are left to ourselves. You know yourself. You know how wild you are. If you are left to yourself, you become self-destructive. If you are left to yourself, you will destroy everything. And even the people that you say you love, you will frustrate and destroy. And Jesus is our roadmap. Jesus is our guide to life. So in all that we do, if we focus on that which God called us to do, and that which God called us to do is to show others the, the grace and the love that God has shown to us. Hallelujah. All of us will end somewhere in life. All of us. It's the choice you make. Most people will blame others. No, all of us have a choice. We make the decision where we are going to be. There is a place five years, ten years, 20 years, 30 years from now. You can make that decision today. This is a course I'm taking. It might not be an easy course. It might not be a simple life. It might be difficult in the beginning. When people look at you, they might think you are crazy. But after a certain period of time, the things start to show up and start to build. When we are told about conception, how a child is conceived in the womb, it's very tiny things you can't even see. You need 
what do you call it? Bioscope. Is it bioscope? Microscope, yes. Bioscope is when we go to the cinema, my brother. Uh, but you need to see when things develop. When they start, they don't even show promise that they will go through. And there is what you call abortion or termination. Maybe that's a better word. Termination of pregnancy, not out of the will of the woman, but it happens by itself because things have not happened as they are supposed. So you have what you will call miscarriage. And vision as well does get miscarriaged. And there are many other things that influences that. You can be a good pregnancy and suddenly there is bleeding and many other things. Even in our own life, there are such kinds of things that will attack that which we have conceived, that will bring confusion to that which is given to us. And if we don't protect, I remember many years ago we had one of our, our sisters, you know, who was pregnant. And the doctor says, this one is bleeding. They have lost the first child. I didn't know. And they came to church. I said, this one you will not leave. When they went, you will not lose. When they went to the hospital, they, the doctor says they are using a patch. I don't know how do they patch that they say this this womb cannot carry the child we will patch and i say it doesn't matter the patch this child will go through you have you have every day to see yourself as a healthy woman uh, pregnancy is not sickness i said pregnancy is not sickness yes so you have to understand that in a vision there's going to be an attack there's going to be sidelines things that will try to take you off of, of, of God things that are going to try and discourage you things that are going to make you to be offended so that you don't continue I, I, I feel pity for many of our Christians who never stay in one church they are here for four or five years they leave go to the church knock door four or five years they leave you will never grow you will never you can't marry and expect everything to go your way you are naive and a child you should know that there's going to be indifference. There's going to be moments of collusion where you and your wife look like enemies. But somebody must have a voice of reason to sit down and say, sweet thing, let's sit, let's talk, let's try and find a common ground. So you have to understand, God sent Jesus to be a roadmap. Jesus become the center. I say to people, you can go and get a boyfriend or husband or go and get a girlfriend or a wife from the street because you think because of a figure she looks nice you'll be shocked life is not as simple as you you think yeah it's complex very complex i always say it's better to marry somebody who's a christian that you, you are sure they fear jesus and then you'll have a common ground that when the two of you are way out of your line you will be corrected by the scriptures and you'll be humbled by what the word says than by trying to use psychology to psychologize each other in the house and nobody's willing to be psychologized and then you become enemies you fight like you never even loved one another so jesus is a central theme of unity is a central theme of power so you have to understand all of us are going to end up somewhere in life it's a choice you make i make the decision I got born again at 16, I make the decision, I'll be a Christian. Was it easy during my adolescence? Yes, no, it was not. Did I have sexual passions? What did you think? I had a lot of them. Did I look at girls and, and thought they were great? I think so. 
Did I restrain myself? I did. I restrained myself. I will speak with my mouth and say, wow, this one looks good, but it's not for me. And I look over the years. Maybe in many occasions, I look like a fool. And maybe even today to some others, I might still look like a fool. But I'm focusing on something. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. There will be a day when everybody else looks back in their life and they'll realize how messy or how great their life has been. How they have created a path for others to walk in it. And Jesus has become that roadmap that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have life and have it in abundance. So Jesus has become the central pillar and the focus for every human who makes the decision to follow. Their life will be preserved. But not only that, their life will be made meaningful. The resource they have will be able to enhance not only their life but the advancement of humanity and as well the advancement of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So you have to understand that you only have one shot of being a youth. Can you tell your neighbor, you only have one shot to be a youth. Yeah, I, I still want to believe. The way I dress, I change my dress. I dress like a 21-year-old most of the time. I try. <laughs> Regardless, I shave my head so that you don't see my hair has become gray and, and I'm becoming old. No. We can, I can wish to be a youth. The stage has passed. Yeah. You can wish. You only have one time to succeed. Or you have one time at the stage. We, yes, last week we spoke about uh, time and seasons. That within time, there is seasons. And that time will come. One day, we'll put somebody, maybe in our new cathedral, we'll put somebody in a coffin and all of us will come with our fake tears and say, oh, we will miss you. But some of us will say, thanks for going. You have been occupying too much ground. Uh, it's our turn. But that time is coming. So the, the issue is, what choice have you made? What choice are you making? Because Jesus is the central theme of life. And if Jesus is not the central path of what you do, if Jesus is not the main vision of your life, you are not motivated by his teachings, his life, I can guarantee you today, you will be among the 96% of people who fail in life. So you have to make that decision. You have, you will only be an adult once and then old age will come. You'll be alive and frail and whatever you say, nobody is listening. You are ignored. There's an old, the same way as you ignore your mother, as they talk to you, 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 you come home and even pass. You say, hey, I can't even stay. I can't stand. What is the central focus? What is your vision? For 2018. Or oh, your vision is to have your own house. For what? The vision is to buy the new Lexus. For what? For what? Well, how will it advance you in the greater scheme and purpose of God? You remember I said, the greatest thing that the enemy Satan can do is to make you to think you are working by buying a new car, having the biggest house. It's one of the most useless things you can, you can work for. Working for a house for 20 years, and then every five, six years you are buying a new car, and you think you are succeeding in life. 
you have not started. A house is a basic need. It's the same way like car is a transport. A house is a place to sleep. You can't even sleep. Even if you have 20 rooms, you can't sleep in all of them. Somebody says, oh, every room has a toilet. How many times are you going to go to each and every room? Oh, this, uh, this today, I will go into this toilet, and tomorrow I'll go to that toilet. That's no wisdom. You are not building for yourself. Go and check statistics. We are caught in a web of uh, deception. And Jesus has come to deal with that web of deception. You can't tell me to have a biggest house. You better have a one room. The people in, in Mushenguville, they are wiser than us. Because they have the one room, they are working for their one room. And they don't owe anyone. They can do anything they want. Unfortunately, as well, they are still desiring to build a bigger house that has, we have been deceived with. Am I telling somebody? Yeah, we have been made to believe every child must sleep in their own room. Who said so? No, who says so? Who says so? That's why the children, when they grow up, they become selfish. Unrelenting in, in their own way. May the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. A clear vision dramatically increases everyone to, and it enables them to look back into their life with contentment that they've ended well. My challenge today to you is for you, after a certain number of years, to consistently look back and you can be able to say, KB, I've done well. I've done well. And those who are following after me, they are doing well. And I think that is the greatest joy that life can give to anyone. The greatest that can be given is not for us to build Babylon. It doesn't matter the house you build, you can't take it to heaven. Satan, Satan said to Jesus, uh, you have come here for what? To save the world. I'll give it all to you. That's what you came for. He says, this kingdom has been, this whole world is my kingdom. It has been given to me. And Jesus looked at him. He said, no. You, you can make your decision. My take with you is, let's work. But let's not allow our work to be the central theme of our life. It's too small a work. There is an advert on radio. I think they're advertising a radio in Cape Town or so. And somebody stands in front and say, Andrew, and the guy says, I'm not Andrew, I'm Andre. And then they give him a radio in old age. It's like they were giving me a farewell. An old radio, they put it there and they start dancing. And I, when I look at it, I say, what a meaningful, meaningless life. If you are not careful, you will work. For now you think you are important. If Jesus is not the central theme of your life, you will discover when that time comes, you lose your job, you are not working. The things that you think they are making you, the things, because your identity is in wrong things. Your identity is in wrong things. But if, if at the end of the day you understand Jesus is the central theme of my life, in all that I do, I'm doing it for the benefit of the kingdom of God and for the benefit of others around me, our movement and our success will be greater. Hallelujah. Vision makes your life to count. Can you tell your neighbor, vision makes your life to count. And my life will count. 
You are not talking people. Hallelujah. So, Jesus is bigger than life itself. Can we read together John 15, verse 5? It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. It doesn't matter what people do. They verify, they look down on. That's why we usually, there's that page of the last words of great men. The last words of great men. I have them somewhere in one of my Bibles. Their last words, in essence, the next night of glory and miracles, I'll preach it. The last words of great men. The people that we worship today, the people that we take, they are great philosophers. When they are, they are alive, the end of their time came, they realized they missed the greatest life purpose. Because they thought life was about them. But life is not about them. It's about Jesus. It's about God. If God could leave heaven, if Jesus could leave heaven, come on earth to be part of us, to enable us so that we may have the pathway and and we are failing in understanding that, then uh, we have no one to blame but ourselves. Hallelujah. So I want to challenge you. Vision is bigger than life, your life itself. When, when you have been consumed by the passion of Jesus, everything makes sense in life. Hallelujah. You should have a mental picture of what could be or what should life be? You know, every, every January, our year starts in, in, in September because the, year, the proper calendar starts in September. But every calendar year, as January starts, most of us, we look at ourselves and maybe we take stock of the years that have passed, how far have we achieved. Maybe you have failed in so many things. You tried business, it failed. You are in debt. You try to buy cars, they repossess them. Houses, the same thing. You look at your life, maybe you were tempted to go to university, second degree or so, failed. And life will want to back you down and tell you you are a failure. But for me, my challenge to you is that have a better picture. Jesus is the greatest picture that God has given to us. I said Jesus is the most beautiful picture that God has given to us. That we can make a difference and our life can count. And it doesn't take money because most of us are looking at it to say, if I had the money, I'll do this. No. Greatness, power, and grace is shown in the simplicity of the life that we live and the expressions that we give to others. I have a few points and then I will not try and explain them much so that I keep your time. Uh, may the Lord bless you. About six points. Point number one, we're talking about vision. Don't forget, every time I say vision, put Jesus there. That is the central focus of everything we do. Without him, he says, we can do nothing. Vision demands passion and emotional response. Vision demands passion and emotional response. To serve the Lord, you must be passionate. Yeah. Jesus was passionate about life. You must be passionate. Jesus was passionate. He gave us his life. He was emotional. He gave emotional response. 
most people fail. You know, when you fall in love, I don't know with, with women, but I can talk about men. When we fall in love, or when I fell, fell in love, I couldn't keep it quiet. I became so... I hunted this girl wherever. Unfortunately, there were no cell, cell phones. I couldn't take pictures. But I think if it was in my time, I would be had, had so many pictures of the same person. Because I remember even when I went home for holidays, when the recess came, I, I met my best friend. I told my best friend, I said, you don't know, something greater has happened on earth. Because I was so passionate, so emotional about it. You can't say you love Jesus and you are this passive guy. Oh, we are coming for prayer. You are not there. No, no emotional attachment. Have you ever been in love? Ask your neighbor. Have you ever been in love? Are you serious? Ask them. Have you ever been in love? Are you serious? <laughs> Let me tell you, if you are seriously in love, you can't sleep at night. I know people who are, who are in a relationship, they are about to get married. Their phone bill, Facebook has helped and WhatsApp has helped because we do videos and whatever through internet. So we don't pay. Somebody's paying for us. So we'll be sitting there. They said, I had a friend, my wife had a friend. So because I was in a relationship with my wife, when the friend says, oh, I want to go and phone, my wife says, go with her. So I had to go. I said that I ended up having to touch the lady. Can, can you finish? Because it was an hour after, and she had so many coins. Those years were using this sticky box uh, thing. She was just putting one coin after the other. And you could hear the blip of the phone. Ping, pong. I was sitting there. They were talking nothing. <laughs> but they were passionate. They were very emotional about how they feel about God. Even you, if we say you are truly infused with vision of heaven, you must be passionate. You must be drawn in. It must show off that this one is truly given and fully committed to that which he believes. But some of us, oh, I love Jesus. The only thing we want, oh, Lord, give me a husband. This been one day is the only thing you are praying, Lord, give me a How will a husband come if you don't go and win souls? Your husband is a thug stealing on the street. Your wife is a, is a prostitute on the street. It's true. Your powerful wife is waiting for you. It's not only about prayer. It's about being passionate, telling others about Jesus because you do not know who's going to be born again. You don't, you don't know uh, who's going to be your husband. The same guy that you pass every day on the street and say, useless man, useless boy. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. He will turn the world upside down. Give him a chance. Let them know that the central focus of life is Jesus. You'll be shocked. You can't say, you can't say the vision that you have is about God, it's about this, and you are not passionate about it. I pray that God will be with us. Can we go together to the book of Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 3 and 4? Nehemiah. One, okay, I'll read from my notes. And they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burned with fire. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept 
and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Hallelujah. So Nehemiah became infused with passion and emotion. He couldn't say, I'm fine. I'm in the king's palace. I'm the cupbearer. I eat before the king eats. I taste this wine, you know, so that to make sure there's no poison or anything in it. Um, I'm well paid. My children are staying around the palace, even though it's the seventh quarters. But can you imagine if you were working for Queen Elizabeth and you are the seventh, you are a seven and you are staying in the seven quarters in Buckingham Palace. And somebody says, I've got the biggest house in London. Between you and them, I mean, who's important? I serve the king. I serve the queen. So it doesn't matter. Even if it's one room, but I'm happy. If the king eats the slide halfway, I'll make sure I finish it. If they leave a drink not fully, this bottle of water, they leave it. I tell you, I'll be fighting with the room. Don't touch it. I'll be drinking it. Why? Because it's somebody senior, somebody powerful. It's, it's, it's a life that many desire to have. All your needs are met. Is that fine? Nehemiah was moved by the pain, the struggle of the people that have been left, that have been taken captive, and uh, have been put under such oppression uh, that the city walls are broken. Morality, I mean, you talk about our nation, is the same. The gates are broken. Those when you talk about the gates, we're talking about people in power. The union building is a gate in South Africa. The parliament in Cape Town is a gate. The Supreme Court is a gate. Now, when confusion has come in that place, can you imagine what happens? But he was very passionate. He was very emotional. He gave emotional response because he attached. You cannot say you love Jesus. You cannot say Jesus is the central focus. If this year, 2018, the only thing you are thinking, if I could buy a, a flat, it's good to buy a flat, but why are you buying it? I'm buying a flat because I've been struggling to have my own self. I'm going to have my own self. I, I'm doing this to advance the kingdom. Secondly, number two, vision provides motivation. When, when Jesus has come into your life, you'll be fully... Somebody was asking me, you seem not to get tired. You seem to, every time, to have a new way of doing things. I said, I'm looking for the best way to serve. Yes, I'm looking for the best way to serve. And that's why I will always look like, oh, he doesn't get tired. I get frustrated like any other person. Sometimes I go and preach, and after I finish the few souls I've won, I try to help them. And they just rebel. And you struggle for years with the same soul. And some souls are difficult. They come to church and sit and never want to change. I don't want to lead prayer, pastor. I just want to come to church. I don't want to attend cell, pastor. I just want to come to church. I don't want to grow. In other words, I want to remain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always complaining. Always murmuring. Always dissatisfied. Always looking at things that are not going right. That's children. That's childish, that's being a child. That's the attitude of children. I always tell my children, I say, don't forget, I will not live forever. You see, because to them, I've become El Shaddai. The all-sufficient one. No, children have that attitude. They think their parents will be there. That's why they will go and use nyaope, they will use drugs, 
they will go out of their way they will go wild and they think my mother my father one day they won't be there you'll be shocked it will be just a snap they won't be there and then you you start to realize i should have been too far by this time i should have been too far like now we are saying to you please do this do this and you are looking at it and you are thinking i have my own ministry you, you are missing the point if it's about you you're going to fail you are not the first one there have been big churches in the city there are no more yes there are no more i can give you names i can give you names i've been around it's about you we will see have you died on the cross have you given your life for anything i don't think so vision motivates as of today i want to challenge that you should be fully motivated to serve the lord you don't serve because it feels good you know some people say oh i i need i, I sometimes talk to the women and say it's not much about how you feel when the boy proposes you when jesus came on earth it was not how we feel about it but most women miss the point because they are thinking they must fall in love themselves so there are, there are few guiding points for you number one does the guy fear god does he have a pastor that when they speak to him they can listen? most men can't listen i said most men can't listen it's a mistake for you to say oh i'm getting married to this guy he's a nice guy he drives he's doing this number one you must find out is he a man who submitted can somebody talk to him can he listen because if that cannot happen it doesn't matter you are going to have nightmares yeah he's going to be pushing you around and you will notice very quickly that you have no power the only thing that will make you to stay it's because of the car he bought you, the house you are starting to calculate. If I leave my handbags, my shoes. Number one, does he fear God? Is he really a man of God? Does he fear God? He, what is his passions? Is he worried about the kingdom of God? Is he advancing the cause of the kingdom? Is he a faithful giver? Because if he can't be a faithful giver, he's going to be stingy on you. To who you, they will give you some few gifts. But when you are in, you are now a property. They own you. You will not be the first one. There are many. Come on to somebody. Number three. Okay, let me read the verse for you. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 11. It says, Oh Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. And let your servant prosper this day, I pray. And grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king, Kabera. Nehemiah, the vision motivated him. The vision motivated him. Jesus should motivate you to greater heights. If you have never led before, this year you must make that decision. I'm going to lead. Yes. If you have never done anything significant, today I'm going to follow so that by the end of the year there's something significant I've done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus is our motivation. Number three. Vision provides direction. Vision provides relationship for immediate direction. So Jesus 
provides direction. You see, when, 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 when you come to the knowledge of Jesus and Jesus becomes your vision, quite a lot of things stop. You can't do anymore. Does it make sense? When Jesus becomes the central theme of your life, he becomes the center and the core of what you stand for and what you believe. It becomes the, the guiding power that enables us to move forward. Without Jesus, then we cannot move forward. Without Jesus, then we cannot be anchored. And this is the challenge. Uh, I will uh, I advise you to, to push yourself towards that direction to say, you know, Jesus should be the direction of your life. You must be willing. You see, to serve Jesus, there is suffering. There is what? There is suffering. There is ridicule. We get ridiculed by politicians every time. Now that next year they are coming, we'll be the greatest friends of politicians. They'll be telling us, oh, pastor, you know, we've been thinking about coming to your church, and uh, we are coming. And immediately after they finish, they say, don't talk politics. Don't. No, no, politics is about bread and bread, but we will talk about it. You are a member of our church. You are a counselor, but you are a member of our church. You are a child in the house. Am I talking to somebody? Hallelujah. So, vision provides direction. The book of Genesis 12, verse 3 and 4, it says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Here, Abraham was being given a direction and vision was providing him a guide, a relationship with God to say, if you follow this, you will achieve, you will do much more. The same is true of you. You can make a decision this year. This is what I want to do. And you will be shocked that God will direct you. Most people do not have direction, are easily distracted. People are easily distracted. They can't do one thing for long. Yeah. You should, you should ask your boyfriend, how many girlfriends have you had? Some of them, the way they are distracted, they've had 50. They can't even count. They're forgotten. Because every party they go, they want a girl. I'm talking born again people. I'm not talking, we're not talking, we are born again, isn't it? We say we love God, isn't it? You know you are not good yourself. This is... No, we know. We have the appearance of godliness. That's why I was saying the greatest concern I have is most Christians won't make it because we are hypocrites. We appear in the form of godliness. Maybe we should start to introduce the dress so that you can see how fake we can be. Dress up in regalia, look very nice, in a suit. A thief, a greatest thief, in a nice suit. Everybody believes them. Speaks words of flattery. But when he finishes, you realize, I've been in the midst of Satan himself. That's why in the church, we need to peel off all hypocrisy and all of that. We need to be natural. And allow God to work in us so that our, our supernatural intent of God will come. Hallelujah. The book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 42. Vision will help you to answer the question. What do I want my life to look like in 10, 30 years, 
or 100 years. Vision. Jesus will help you. Jesus will help you to answer that question. In five years, where? What will my life look? This I always, every time I preach, I say, we'll see you in five years. Because some years ago when we started, people did exactly the same. Fly by night. It's true. There are a lot of fly by night. We are still here. People say, oh, they eat people's money. Whose money did you think we should eat? The Bible says, a worker's worth is wage. You are being paid where you are working. Is it not true? Is it not true? Yes. So should we call you a thief from government? No. We are laboring here. So when we take offering, one part is to take, I mean, I always say to people, check the work we do before you criticize. Yeah, one young man, a son of a pastor, said to us, the things you do, our church was five years at the time, the things your church is doing, our church has been trying to do for the past 20 years. Their church was over 20 years. They didn't even own a single land. And even today, they don't. And we are talking now almost 40 years. How many properties do we have and all of that? How much of work have we done? Praise the Lord. So vision enables you to see in 10 years. Like we are saying, oh, in 10 years time. We are saying 1,000 churches in our lifetime. Hmm? And you will be part of it. Yes, 1,000 churches in our lifetime. We want Jesus to be the central theme, the central focus of what you do. At your workplace, there must be a prayer meeting. Not a prayer meeting to come and play. No, to deal with this uh, corruption that is happening. To seriously ask God to expose things that are stealing from our people. Amen. Amen. Luke 22, uh, 42 says, Father, if it is your will, take the cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So, the, Jesus remains the theme. God remains the central focus of the plan. It's a roadmap. We remain there. Number four, vision provides purpose. Without Jesus, people cast off restraint. People have no vision. People live a wild life. We're talking with some young people. They are living a, a wild life. And the person says, what if I die tomorrow? So I want to enjoy it today. And I say, go and look. Your grandfather is still alive. He was wild. He regrets it. But it's too late. He can't turn back. You only have one shot. I always say, it's better to suffer for now. For greater benefit later. Yes. I, I, I've told you a story of a young, a young girl. A young woman who came and said, Pastor, I want to buy a car. And I advised her, don't buy this car, this car, this car, this car. Because she has already told me I want, she wanted two types of cars. I said, don't buy them. Go and get yourself the smallest car. It's just transport. You are just starting. You won't believe. She went and bought a very expensive car. It's small, but very expensive. Takes about 60% of the salary. Pain, you know pain. For the next coming five years, she had to suffer the pain of the choice she has made. And I watched. She called me, Pastor, come and pray for my car. After, after she came for advice and counsel, come and pray for my car. I was shocked. But as a pastor, I pray. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for this car. It's such a beautiful car. We are grateful. Give her the strength to be able to keep up with the demands that this car will. I mean, you are young. As a young girl, why should you drive uh, an expensive car? For what? As a young boy, for what? Because what Satan wants, he wants to keep you busy. The only thing you are going to think, how am I going to survive? This is why we say month end is some of the most, is days that we hate when we get paid. Because you ask yourself, what am I working? I remember one man says, I'm resigning. What am I working for? I said, you can't resign. You have already made commitments. You must pay all these debts. They are yours. You make them. Enjoy for now. Or enjoy. Tell your neighbor, enjoy. <laughs> May the Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy on us. Hallelujah. Vision gives you reason to get up in the morning. It gives you reason. It, 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 it creates that importance of accomplishment. That as, as we go ahead and we build, uh, you, you can feel I've done something very important. Vision makes an important link against your current realities and your future possibilities. And that dynamic is the thing that goes, that gives us purpose and momentum we need to move forward. So vision is very key to where we want to go. John 18.37, Pilate uh, therefore said to him, are you a king then? He was asking Jesus the question, are you a king then? Because vision gives purpose. Jesus answered, you'll say rightly that I'm a king. For this cause I was born. Can you tell your neighbor for this cause? Can you say it again? For this cause, I was born. Yes. You are not born to raise a bond and to waste your life paying a stupid bond with a house you don't like. You know, after some time you realize it's not worth my effort. It's not worth my effort. You can't tell me for 20 years you are paying a house. Are you serious? Ask your are you serious? Praise the Lord. John 18, 37, Pilate was asking that question, and Jesus said, for this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Jesus was not confused. He was telling them, he says, foxes have, have got homes, but the Son of Man have nowhere to lay his head. Are you Jesus' disciple? Are you following Jesus? Number five, vision brings clarity and focus. Jesus, when Jesus comes into your life, all these other things fall. The scales of blindness will leave your life. And real things become real. You start to realize there is more to live for than just these little things. This is why I understand when Paul was right, he says it's better not to marry than to marry. But I know since I'm married, you want to get married, so you wouldn't understand what I'm talking about. But I've lived the life you are living of singlehood, and I'm living a life of marriage. Not that my marriage, there's anything wrong with it. But I can't run away, I've got children. I can't run away, I, I've got responsibilities. But where you are now, you can do more for God. Seriously so, you can, you can change the world. Don't forget, I preached a message here to the youth, and I think maybe to the whole church. 
the people who cause revolution are not old people. It's once in a while where you are having an elderly person causing more riot. But revolution, change, transformation, cultural shock change that comes is because people are young. At your age, you should be able to make inroads to change your world. Yeah. I changed my world. When I grew up, at school, I changed my world. I, I didn't start preaching now. I preached at school. I preached. I preached at school. Most of my colleagues there, if today they meet me and they say, oh, you are, you are a pastor. They say it's not surprising because I was preaching at the assembly. 17, after I got born again, 17, 18, I was preaching at school. I was sharing the assembly with my teachers. I had one day, every Thursday I knew in the, in the week. Every Thursday is my day to preach. I was instrumental in forming SCMs in the schools I've been. At work, where I worked, there's no workplace I worked and I never started a prayer meeting. Never. I, the last company I worked for was Jewish. With their rabbis and whatever, I told them we are going to pray. I asked for the boardroom. We had a number of them. Say, yes, you can use this one on this floor. And that was it. Prayer became the center. Jesus provided clarity and focus. You want clarity and focus? Love Jesus more. You'll be shocked. You know, some of us are looking for people to love. But we are looking for people that love Jesus. Because we are sure that their love is in the right place. Hallelujah. Number six and the last one. Vision. You remember we spoke about visualization. I hope you remember. Because this is a series. This is the third week. So you must get all the three teachings to make sense of what we are teaching. Does it make sense? Vision and visualization will end barrenness and unfruitfulness. So when Jesus comes into your life, you are able to see clearly and then you are able to deal with things that have made you unfruitful, stuck in life, unable to move forward, Hating your life that things are not happening. No. Jesus becomes the center of focus. The mistake of most of us who are in church, we are thinking only the man of God can pray for us and things will change. You, there must be a place where you become a, a friend of Jesus. You know, there is a song we used to sing, what a friend we have in Jesus. You must, you must come to that place where you, you unpack the secrets that are hidden in Christ. You are too quiet. You know, amen will show me that you are awake. First Kings 18, verse 41 to 45. It says, Then Elisha said to Ahab, Go up, eat, drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. How did he see it? By visualization. You don't have to wait for things to happen. Some of us are late comers. Yeah, we are late comers. We only come when the things are happening. It's too late. I laugh at people, you know, the pyramid scheme. Yeah, the pyramid scheme. The first few people, they make money. Then when you start to realize your neighbor is building with the money of the pyramid scheme, you want to go and join. It's too late. Then it gets bust. Then you cry, oh, my, money, my neighbor made me together and he built this. No, that's not true. You are a late comer. He said, go and tell Ahab, I can see. And he said, this seven, he says, seven, what do you see? The seven says, I see nothing. Up to the seventh time. What is it that you see? He said what? Nothing. 
the seven times says, I see a cloud as small. Don't despise small things. I see a cloud as small. Vision sometimes when it starts, it looks small. The greatest example is about the plane. The planes that are flying long distance, like that are landing in the morning from England, from America, from India, from China, everywhere in the world that are landing at the OR Tambo this morning. When they are passing, sometimes you just hear the noise and you look for them. They look very small. Let them come down. 400 people inside, food, comfort. It's another city, a world in itself. Vision is like that. While it is far, it's small. As it comes closer and closer, it becomes bigger. It manifests itself. That will be with your life in the name of Jesus. Even though for now your life might look like out of place, too small, I'm telling you there are greater things that God has for you. And you will succeed and break through. You will be a sign and a wonder in the name of Jesus. You will be an amazement to many that know you. In the name of Jesus. Others will look at you and say, I never thought you would be what you are. Amen. Hallelujah. So vision is an instrument of divine communication and visitation and guidance by God. When God sent Jesus, he sent us an instrument of divine communication. He was communicating with us. There is a life other than the one that's, that we are doing, the, the building Babylon. Can we bow our heads together as we pray? Can we bow our heads? Can we close our eyes? Father, in the name of Jesus, please pray for yourself. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. We are grateful of your presence. We are grateful of your power, the grace that you have extended towards us. We pray this morning as we bring this to your people, the power of your Holy Spirit, restore us, O oh Father, that Jesus may remain the central focus the main purpose and intent of God that Lord we will not fail but succeed that Lord we will not suffer shame that many years down the line we will not look back and say I wish I've turned but father we pray even today that may Jesus remain the central focus the main vision the main draw card for us to do the work of the ministry for he said I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly father we thank you for this in Jesus name while all eyes are closed and heads are bowed I want to pray together with you if you are here today you say pastor I desire Jesus as my vision as my purpose as the core part I want my sins to be forgiven I want to be a child of God I want to pray together with you if you are here today you say pastor pray with me I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior I want him to be the central focus of my life just lift up your hand wherever you are seated and we'll pray together is there something Panadikas, 